0: You're now tuned in to the Cotton Candy Clouds podcast. When your head is in the clouds, there's always something sweet to think about. What is up? What is going on? This is the Cotton Candy Clouds podcast, the podcast that supports other podcasts. I'm Fee, and I'm so happy that you're here with me. Happy Black History Month. Once again, we're on our last leg of February. And honestly, once again, I'm feeling like I hadn't talked to y'all in two weeks. It's like February is thick. February is full. And not so much always good things. I was going to, I had a whole bunch of not necessarily good news, that's going on in the world it's, it's a lot going on just just y'all know it's a lot going on and so but <laughs> in the middle of it I basically said you know what I'm gonna do classic human one-on-one distract myself and I kept seeing the Risa Tisa gossip I kept seeing her name and finally I was on Facebook I think and I was like, I saw a post, and I was like, okay, I don't know what's going on, you know. And I'm not, a, I'm not a big FOMO girly anymore, but I will say that sometimes I just need to know. I got to get in there. If it, if it's that profound, if it's that, if it's taking over, and it and it's reasonable, and I was seeing some different notes or what have you, I need to see what's happening. Okay. So I did. I saw what was happening on TikTok. This is a social media app. Okay. On TikTok, there is this young lady named Risa Tisa. And I, I will tag her, post her account on Twitter and Facebook. But you have this young lady who has gone through something that I would say the majority of women on the planet Earth have gone through in some sort of capacity. Not her exact story, of course. Maybe not as enthralling of a story. Maybe not those type of details. It could have been bad. It could have been worse. But my point is that all across the globe, quite literally, hetero women who deal, or just women who deal with men, because they could be different things, have have somehow can resonate with her story, regardless of if you want to be prideful or say face, you have in some sort of way moved as Risa Tisa has moved. And so what happened was she told a story of how she was married and divorced within, I want to say, six months, I believe. And, I mean, some people, you know, well, I have a lot of notes, but, and I'll try to, because this is just, I'm raw dogging right now, but I have a lot of notes because there's multiple different aspects. First of all, I want to hug her through the ethernet and just say so proud that you're, you've gotten through this moment and prayerfully better Greater things will come for you. Um. <laughs> so I, I love the fact. Let me go back. Storytelling, because <laughs> I'm not even good at it myself. Storytelling is very hard to do. To tell a story, no matter how tragic, horrid, great, wonderful, no matter what, through all spectrums storytelling is not as easy as what people think it is, which social media has proved. A lot of people think they have a great story to tell. And the story probably is great if I read it on paper in a neutral setting, but them telling it is just not working out. But Risa Tisa doesn't have that problem. She was engaging. She was interesting. She was telling the story. And I think that's what got the people going. I don't think it was anything more, anything less Again, multiple women across the globe, probably across the galaxy, have experienced what she's experienced in some sort of way to some sort of degree. But I believe it was her storytelling that really enthralled everybody and really got people wanting to read it or listen to it or what have you. And so she's telling the story about how she met someone quick during COVID. She didn't want to be alone. And she. Did what you definitely don't do, shacked up with them real quick for the covets. And so, she in doing that, she was, you know, deceived into believing that this person was sane and could handle such a quick unification, if you will. And eventually, this person proposed to her, and slowly but surely red flags began to flare up this person was a lot of number of things in the dsm um and so many other things in between so i'm not going to name any name because i'm not a professional but i will say he they were definitely in the book and so a few books and so As those red flags were developing, she was still trying to stay with this young man because she she was very honest with the audience that she herself was desperate to be married, uh, desperate to be in a relationship, to have a man, to have a romantic relationship that felt good. And to be a woman who stood stood beside her man in trials and tribulations. And of course, every woman at a certain point, whether they want to change their behavior or not, will realize that none of those things mean anything in the name of your sanity and your livelihood. And so she stuck through them and then they got married at the courthouse. And then from there, the truth of who this person that she had been with for this year and a half, at this point, by this point, it was starting to unravel and basically it showed it, it reared its ugly head. And so I'm very vague with, (laughs) I'm describing it because it's very in depth, but basically it was a TikTok that was 50 videos, 50 10 minute videos, by the way. Shout out to, um, what's her name? I think it, shout out to Burb and Bougie, Burb and Bougie on YouTube, because I didn't want to go through the TikToks manually and, and do all that kind of stuff, but she, Bourbon Bougie had the compilations of like, I think it was like every 10, not every 10, like every five or six videos or some sort. I I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Just check out. And I'm going to send the link Bourbon Bougie because she created a playlist for all the compilations of Risa Teese's videos from TikTok. If that makes any sense, Lord, at this point. And so it was just one thing, one major takeaway. And the reason why I actually listened to her story or the second reason, major reason why, because the first reason was she was a great storyteller, storyteller, period. And that's just the bottom line because I've seen a lot of stories a lot of women have sit, talked about. But the second major reason why is because she showed through her even talking, and you can tell in in behind closed doors, she introspected, she thought about it, she processed it. She knew where she went wrong, and she knew how she would move going forward. And that is true healing, number one. And number two, that's just being real as a human being. She kept it real, and she kept it real. Now, some people tell stories, and they want to be these different characters within their own story. She was who she was in her story. She made the mistakes in her story. She, she was recognizing them. And she's just telling us the story. It was a true healing moment for, I think, to me, everybody else as well. Because she really, and she says this herself Tisa, that she was releasing this into the atmosphere. She's already had this happen in... 2020 and 2021 within that span and so she's had the time it's now 2024 to heal you know heal internally herself without telling anyone but now she's telling more people and now she definitely told more people because she's told the the world essentially and i loved it i mean i thought it was great i don't i know everybody will have their criticisms as they do people gonna criticize 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 that's what they do and it's okay because she's good within herself she's that's an adult woman right there and so she's also had because of she's had that time I think to do healing without immediately seeking I guess not outside validation per se but just an outside opinion or just expressing herself outside of herself she's already gone through the inner workings and she's dealt with it enough so that any backlash is okay I think she's gotten a lot of things from it, which is if you know, you know the BMW with the cognac interior. I hope that she's gotten that. I think she has, she's going, she did make an announcement. She's going to Europe because that was something that the, her former um, person said that he was going to take her, but he did not. And so it's kind of a, if you know, you know, kind of situation, but she's now going to Europe to take a trip to, london and paris which she wanted to do and it's just like you know i love that for her i want her to do it and get it and i you know it truly is something to say because it's like storytelling the art of storytelling is so powerful because really that's what it was it was like there's been multiple women to tell this story in different ways some more even volatile than others volatile than hers and others and still they just are not as captivating or they're not received well etc and but this one it just it gets you and it's like again i genuinely think in tandem with my first point is really what it is is how she reflected on her own actions because as an adult person We are in charge, no matter what we believe and how we imprison our own minds and we interpret fear and doubt, we still, even still, are in charge of our own selves and our own actions and what we do and don't do and who we accept and don't accept. And so she was very aware of that after the fact. Of course, maybe not during. And she says that herself, but after the fact, she was aware. And that's something I can appreciate in the story. And so, because I, I can't really, me personally, and now we jumping into me, Fee, I can't really deal with someone telling a story about multiple things that happened and multiple things they did and accepted. And and not at one point are they saying, you know what, I probably could have not done this or not done that. That's crazy. Because I think for all adults, again, we're talking about adults. Are these We are grown people, Lord, um, unless you're listening and you're young. You know these are cautionary tales, but as adults, every time you're reflecting on a memory, it should be about what did you do. It ain't it, at a certain point if you're trying to be in a more happy environment or envi- in in happier environments or make better choices or whatever, you've got to reflect and remember what choices you made at those tragic, dramafying. That's not a word time. So I don't know y'all it was it was good (laughs) and I'm gonna post the post link the links on the Twitter and Facebook for the Cotton Candy Clouds podcast but if you haven't seen it if you want to see I plan on watching it again personally because I have some notes just for me and my thing what I got going on with my life but I really enjoyed it and I want her to get all the things that she wants in the world and Honestly, I want, I know she herself wanted someone to receive what she said and hopefully they can wake up from whatever they got going on. And I want that too. As much as entertaining as it can be to hear someone's story and hear what crazy things they did, I think it's always good to be like, okay, well, where can I make some different changes? And then also I hope that other people who are out there listening can somewhere, somehow, she took some woman or man, hell, you know, who's going through something similar or worse, or not even quite so, but sees the red flags in the beginning and can say, you know what, this is going to empower me to be different, be better, get out, you know, and wow, you know, and, and now that I'm thinking about it out loud again. It is so interesting to. She had every, in every story I, I hear a privilege is very rare, in stories and it's it happens, but even still with that it's it's not often that you hear you don't you hear a story that doesn't have privilege in it and one of the privileges that she had was and she talks about this herself her praying mother and her aunt and I think. A major part, too, of like other women I was thinking about who have gone through something like what she's gone through is that they don't have anybody in the end or any kind of fallback. And it's not to say that even she herself said she didn't tell her parents, I mean, her mother or aunt, anything about what was going on as it was going on. But afterwards, what I was thinking was the fact that she did have sound women, sound people, family, friends who were like, okay, I'm glad you got out of this, but girl, tell me next time. Or, you know, they just supported her after the fact that is crucial too, because sometimes people don't have that support after the fact, or even during, if they want to escape something. And I think that's powerful too. And I realized like, damn, that's kind of a privilege. Like, that I can relate to, but that mo- a lot of people can't relate to. Like some people could never just up and do something and move, get out of a relationship because of how intertwined their finances are, or they don't have like a parent or a friend they can stay with in the meantime. I mean, these are th- These are the things, but y'all just check it out or don't, but I just wanted to share how I felt about it because I really, I mean, it took me what, two Days or a day, maybe a day because I kind of, I'm a binge girly, but yeah, I I ate it up. I I had to, it was, it was, it was like, wow. And it was, yeah. So (laughs) check that out or not. Word of the day is retinue. R-E-T-I-N-U-E. It is a noun and retinue means... A group of helpers, supporters, or followers. I like that. Retinue. An example sentence is, the venue relies on a retinue of workers to carry out large events. All right. Now, book of the month. It's sad. I'm disgusted with myself because I haven't even read one of the stories yet, y'all. But Book of the Month is African Myths and Tales by Dr. Dr. Excuse me Kwadowo General. Again, I'm sorry, sir. Thank you so much for creating this compilation of stories of the African myths and tales. I apologize for not being able to pronounce your name correctly, but I love you and I support your thing, support what you're doing. And you can use the code Cotton Candy Feb for $2 off still until the end of the week or the last day of February on avantgardebooks.net. Again, there will be a link for it on both Facebook and Twitter if you would like to purchase the book. But it's a thick book. And I'm 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 just I'm sick that I have not cracked it open yet. Even still, like I said, February is thick. Just like that book. Anyway, Rose Quartz is the crystal of the month of February. And listen, it is known as the stone of love, the heart stone. And it has been used as a tool for nurturing love and relationships since the early 600 B.C. B.C. being before COVID. (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, seriously. But also before Christ. But yeah, so... Of course, I think most people know that it's pink, but if you don't, it is pinkish, pale, and it does have sometimes like a rustish, orangey, brownish crust on it sometimes, okay? And it should be utilized in all areas of your home, and it can be especially powerful powerful for attracting romantic love when placed near the bed or the nightstand or any other area in your home that represents marriage or intimate relationships now pause i genuinely believe i'm reading from of course crystal bliss you already know what it is but i do want to say that for all relationships platonic family whatever rose quartz is just a good stone because it's about love really not the romantic part that's something that you channel with the stone yourself but just love in general okay It is a member of the quartz family, and it's somewhat an oddity in that it is typically found in large masses, unlike its sibling, clear quartz, which is only discovered as small clusters and crystal points. This stone is commonly sourced in India, Brazil, Japan, South Africa, and Madagascar. It is also used for emotional healing and forgiveness. Rose quartz is a great stone to use for healing issues of the heart. Meditating with this crystal helps tear down emotional walls that may have been built up because of the trauma or negative thoughts that have accumulated in your life. And it clears stagnant energy. So there's room for more love and intimacy to flow through. Love that. Again, rose quartz. Love me some rose quartz. Like I said before. It's just about love, you know, and we need that, especially now, but we've always have. And so, um, instance of the month is Red Rose. Okay, so Red Rose is a floral fragrant antidepressant. It energizes the heart chakra, it promotes sleep, and it increases compassion, devotion, and love. Okay, so quote of the day is, this is our national truth. America would not be America without the wealth from black labor, without black striving, without black ingenuity, black resistance. Nicole Hannah-Jones. And Nicole Hannah Jones is a pulitzer prize winning journalist, and she also is a writer as well and um yeah, she did that. I wonder, can we say, even add to that, America wouldn't be America without black retinue, you know, if we use that vocab. Black retinue, black support, help, and following. Yeah. Yeah. I I think we can safely say that. Um, Now, you know what's crazy is, well, not crazy, but interesting is that the book that I've really been reading and getting into is a book I've had for a long time. It's called Today in African American History. Okay. Okay. And so it has 366 days of historical events and accomplishments. And it's by Michael A. Carson. He's written a lot of books about African-American history. I mean, he's divided it to, um, he's divided it. Like he has one with inventors, African-American inventors and inventions. He has one with music facts. I mean, I got it all and I'm really going to, this one is so good. I'm like, damn, I got to really get into it. And so some of the facts that I've been dropping as of late on social media have been from this book. And I'm I'm kind of grateful. Well, I'm not kind of grateful. I'm grateful because it's a lot of good juicy things going on. So Let's just read some for today on this day in history, February 26th, heavyweight champion of the world, Cassius Clay changed his name to Muhammad Ali as he accepted Islam as his new religion. Muhammad Ali's conversion to Islam in many ways defined his career and legacy as a fighter with conviction. He went on to become an icon for Muslims worldwide. This happened in 1964 today. And I think I just dropped a fact from the same book about him yesterday. So I'm assuming that basically when he won, he defeated Sonny Liston this time yesterday in 1964. And that's where you get that iconic photo of where he's standing over that other fighter, I guess, the next day. That's when he decided to change his name. Interesting stuff, okay? So also on this day, because remember, it's Black History Month, right? Okay, so also on this day in history, in 1966, actress Nichelle Nichols became one of the first African-American women characters on television that was not portrayed as a servant, playing the groundbreaking role of communications officer, Lieutenant Yohora Aboard the USS Enterprise in the television series, Star Trek. I low-key consider myself a Trekkie. So, wow. This happened in 1966, which to me is kind of young. <laughs> I mean, to me, kind of. I'm sorry, like, that's crazy to me. And she's one of the first to not be betrayed as a servant. During the first year of the series, Nichols was tempted to leave the show in order to pursue a Broadway career. However, a conversation with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., wow, changed her mind. She has said that King personally encouraged her to stay on the show, telling her that he was a big fan of Star Trek. He told her, do not give up because you are a role model for all African-American children and young women across the country. Interesting. Never knew they had that direct communication like that. Also, on this day in history, February 26th, in 2009, composer, pianist, and jazz musician Duke Ellington was prominently featured on a U.S. coin. What? The quarter he was featured on was released into circulation representing the District of Columbia in 2009. So I was 19. I don't remember that. Now I want to find one. (laughs) I'm like... Where do Ellen and coins at, babe? Okay, and lastly, on this day in history, February twenty-six in two thousand eleven, Sanford Carson became a master mechanic for the National Association of Stock Car Auto Racing. This is also known as NASCAR in Charlotte, North Carolina. He serves as a technician who could perform a wide variety of repairs and maintenance related work on stock cars used in NASCAR races. Earlier in his career. He joined the trucking industry. He was a second-generation member of this elite organization, the Teamsters, who championed for freight drivers and warehouse workers. Wow. So I didn't even know. That's interesting because it doesn't say he was the first. It just, saying, it just says that he became a master mechanic for NASCAR. Hmm. Okay. That's pretty useful. Again, 2011, they first master black. Well, he doesn't say, but anyway. Okay. So (laughs) that was what was going on all those years ago, or just around the corner today, February 26th. And I just really love this book because it really does have because I always have to double check. You know what I'm saying? I think that's something people should do. But this book really is is the day, you know? On those days, this stuff is happening. It's 366 facts now representing each day for, in this book. Really good book. I can't wait to... I'm surprised. again. I really should have said this is the book of the month. But I really should have tried to... Um, I really can't, excuse me, wait to get into... The one with the music facts, because I for, I don't know how that's organized. I don't know if it's like every day, but and then the inventor, inventor one, and I think he has another one that's kind of like for teens. I have to post that as well. But lastly, before we get out of here, um, I wanted to recognize a person who passed away recently. On the 20th. And I guess the reason why she's so prominent in my mind is because when I was young, I used to read Essence Magazine. <laughs> yes, young as in like 10 years old reading Essence Magazine. And I remember her face distinctly. I remember her face they took as, when she was a child. I remember her being an advocate so young. She reminds me of the girl from Flint, the, I I don't know if anybody knows, and I think she is Miss Little, Little Miss Flint. I don't know right now if she has the still reigning title, but at some point she was Little Miss Flint and is, she's a little girl and she's like very outspoken about the water in Flint, Michigan being damaged and how they need help and everything. And she's an advocate basically for clean water and just an advocate, a child advocate in general. And that child advocacy reminds me of this particular person because even though it wasn't about water it was the fact that she was a child and she was so articulate and I remember watching her I think on Oprah even when I was really young because she's I think about five years older than me or something so anyway the person who it, who it is is Heidi Broadbent okay so Heidia Broadbent she passed away February 20th She was born June 14th, 1984, and she was an HIV and AIDS activist. And so she was born with HIV in 1984, and she began raising awareness about it at the tender age of six years old. And I remember this. I remember this. And she, as a child, she was leading, she was a leading voice in raising awareness about the virus. And she basically would talk about or, or educate the public amid the epidemic back then. That was the nineties, you know, early nineties was probably the beginning of the end of the hype hype that was going on with the scrutiny, basically, of these victims of HIV and AIDS. And so, she helped, I think, personally, to me, comma, ease people's minds with her education. Also, you know, a cute child talking about something that they couldn't even help and were born with. It kind of eradicated some stigmas and panic about it. And so she, you know, she was this person. And she did like interviews and all kinds of things. And she basically was a personality of face. And to me, she was my kind of celebrity. This is these are the kind of people that I think are celebrities and 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 worth the glory and glorification and i just hope she's resting in peace and resting in power but r.i.p to heidi Broadbent, a hero a advocate and just over to me comma and i think to a lot of the world a, a beautiful woman and a wonderful woman and so with that we will get out of here please you know I, there's so many things that I always want to remind y'all of when I'm leaving, getting off the pod, or hell, when I'm coming on the pod. One of them that I always forget is to tell y'all to stretch. Please, I don't know how people do it. You, you're Of course, you have to drink the water, too, to uncrunch your body as you get older, but... Please stretch, Lord. I don't. (laughs) You got to stretch. You got to. If your leg is not extending in some way, if you're not bending your bike, Just simply to bend it and stretch it, Lord. I don't know what to tell y'all. You know what I'm saying? You've got to do it. So make sure you're stretching. Make sure you're getting your Black History Month facts in. And remember that. You know it is every single day. You can get affected, but this is Black History Month, okay? And there's significance in that, and we need to celebrate that and take your vitamins. And I'll heal your, hear you later, or I'll heal you later. <laughs> no, I'll hear you later. Take care.